Hello, and welcome to the Lemonade to Laptop podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Wilson, and I want to thank you for listening each week. I try to keep these episodes on the shorter side so you can listen while you're in your car or making dinner or working out or getting ready in the morning. That's my key time to listen. I love it because I'm in the bathroom by myself and uninterrupted. I just get to listen to my episodes each week and that's my favorite time. So I try to keep them shorter, but sometimes they just go so long because we are bringing so much valuable information and these kids have these incredible stories. They just want to get out. So stay with us. I appreciate your time and keep listening each week. Um, I also want to challenge you each week to think of a person in your life who can benefit from one of my guest stories and share it with them. I know when you know I get a text from somebody, it might be an article or a quote or a random post. It makes me feel special that I'm appreciated and that they're thinking of me. So make sure you share, you know, if you hear an episode and it resonates with you and somebody pops up into your mind and you're like, you know what, they could really use this information. Just share the episode with them and hopefully they'll get on and and take something away from the episode. Um, So I, I really appreciate you sharing it and just you know, getting it out there to the world because we have so many incredible stories. So without further ado, let's listen into Ariana Fox. She is a sci-fi author and her incredible journey of being an author and many other things. She has a list and she's only so young, so young, and she has an incredible journey ahead of her. So let's listen in. As moms, we will do anything for our kids. Well, almost anything. Is your child an aspiring entrepreneur or do they already have a business and just don't know how to gain traction, momentum, and sales? For the last nine years, I've been guiding my daughter in running and scaling her online baking business. Find out the scoop as we hear from other mom bosses and learn how their kidpreneurs are successfully making five and six figures dominating their markets. What do they know that you don't? Tune in every week while these mom managers spill the tea. Well, lemonade, helping you through the ins and outs of business so you too can guide your kidpreneur to pursue their dreams, build confidence, and their bank account along the way. Join the ranks of this elite mom boss tribe. I am your host, Katrina Wilson, and you are listening to the Lemonade to Laptops podcast. Hello, hello. You're going to want to make sure your earbuds are tuned up for this episode. My guest is known across the region as a little ball of joy and energy. 13-year-old Ariana Fox is a girlpreneur, best-selling double author, motivational speaker, actress, voiceover talent, and teen influencer. She may come in a small package, but her ideas are revolutionary as they come, wide reaching. For several years now, Ariana has devoted her life and much of her time to reaching out to others to spread message of hope, inspiration, and self-confidence. Making a positive impact upon others and helping them rock their lives to maximum potential is part of this girl Panero's goal for her interactions with kids, tweens, teens, and adults for all. 
along with her mom and dad today. I'm so excited, Trish and Mike from Splash Designs Work and Your Marriage Coaches. Well, you can certainly say she's growing up in an entrepreneur family. So welcome to Lemonades to Laptop podcast. Thanks for, show, our, for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. I would like to add, by the way, that I'm 14, but all good. Oh, you're 14. When was your yeah. birthday? She just, she just turned 14 in November. Well, that's why I missed it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So you're 14. That's very important. <laughs> so wait, you, you have to, I know you're probably like, it's, it's, dying to come out of your little body because you want to talk about your false awakening book and listen everybody needs to go to your um, Instagram after they're done hearing this because watch the aka movie trailer which is her book trailer mm -hmm. uh, because it just sucks you in so <laughs> let's talk about your false awakening book that's coming out Definitely. So False Awakening is my second book, uh, which is my uh, it's a sci fi best selling novel uh, that is as of recently in contract to be made into a movie. What? We are yeah. so excited. I know it's crazy. Um, it's a, it's awesome. It's basically a book about these about uh, this this person who is in a dream within a dream within a dream. And he joins the rebellion and fights against an evil tyrant. So it's kind of like Inception, um, you know, with an extra, with a, with a cool rebellion twist as well. Matrix. Um, yeah, yeah Matrixy. Gonna... Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. Um, and we are just, we are so jealous. <laughs> okay, so wait a minute. I have to back up here. You are 14. <laughs> where, where does this idea come from? Like, take us back. Like, Take us back to, I don't know how far you want to go, but you said this is your second book. So yes. you already have one out. Yes. So take us back to even before when you were like, you said to your parents, you know what, I want to write a book. <laughs> how do you even know what you want to write a book? Does the idea just pop into your head? What's going on here? That's a great, that's a great question. And uh, it's something I tell a lot of people. When I was younger, I told my parents this one day, I said, I want to be an author when I grow up. Yeah. And my and my parents, though, interestingly enough, they responded saying, "Why wait? Why not start now? Why wait until you're an adult? Why wait until you grow up to write a book?" And so that immediately was like, "Ooh, great idea!" And I just started really thinking about all kinds of things to write. And around six years old, that was when I first actually wrote uh, my first book, and that was the Princess Chronicles. Um, it's it was published at around age 10 and the reason why it took so long was because it is a children's book and we needed illustrations and for goodness sake we couldn't find any <laughs> illustrator that would like that would that would stay on this project we, we found a few and they would do a few pages and then they would just drop it and so we finally ended up finding uh finding a uh, an illustrator that was actually an intern at the time for our business splash design works and um and so she, but she did watercolor and my parents were like, whoa, it looks beautiful. Would you mind doing, you know, our, our book that we're working, we've been working on for years. And so she ended up doing that. And also, um, also, uh, what, what the book is about is, uh, it's a basically a children's book about these princesses who are learning kindness, friendship, uh, forgiveness, and all those important qualities. Definitely. So, well, oh no. Yeah. Then you, then yes, you, then you, you, 
tell her how you got the idea of uh, false, of false awakening. awakening. Yeah, yeah, so false awakening. Uh, with that, I got the idea of false awakening. Uh, actually, for for. for, for from a pretty funny uh, source, uh, I was actually studying lucid dreaming, and it wasn't for anything, you know, it wasn't like homeschool, it wasn't anything crazy, I am homeschooled, by the way, uh, but it wasn't any, you know, it wasn't for school or anything, it was just for fun, because I was very, very interested and very curious about what it was about, and one of the things that I found in this, it was a site called worldoflucidreaming.com, and, uh, and one of the things I, I saw was that there's such a thing as a false awakening, it's a real thing, and, um, and I was like, what's this? And I was, I was, I was reading that it's basically when you think you're awake, when you're waking up, even doing your daily routine, whatever it is, but really you're in a dream. And so I was telling my parents about it one day and my parents were like, whoa, this is a good idea for a book. You should write your next book about that. And I was like, that's a good idea too. And then I, I started coming up with all these characters and character ideas and names. And I came up with, with plot ideas and all this stuff. And then it just kind of really launched into False Awakening as a cool sci-fi novel. Yeah, we... And we Oh, As I was going to say, she and even though like that's that's her second published book, she's working on her third right now that is going to be published as well. But but in addition to all of that, she also just writes stories like all the oh, time. Yes. She's just always <laughs> like she. It's just how her mind works. I mean, she has probably like I don't even know how many over books, 50, uh, probably how, more how, than how that. many stories she has had that that have, like characters have storylines, <laughs> and she just she just writes them out, and they just they just come out of her, and yeah. it's amazing. I'm continually amazed on how she oh. writes as her oh, yeah, age she's amazing. <laughs> like you. when when she got the false awakening together we actually did it uh, as a pod yes. yeah we were and hired we had a, a an editor that was you know like a 30 year old <laughs> veteran editor you know probably probably knew sherlock holmes herself you know <laughs> she, and, right and, yeah. And, yeah and so she um so that was a grueling experience for all of us <laughs> um and so we published it it actually got in you know to barnes and noble and, and you know she did uh book signings and stuff but then uh we connected with who we're with currently right now and that's mm -hmm. third coast books mm -hmm. and third, third coast books actually picked up that book and republished it and went through the re-editing uh, process with Ari, and uh, it was completely different. It was like night and day. It was so amazing. smooth and amazing and phenomenal, fantastic. And the Ian editor, Gorman, yes, the editor Ian Gorman, he was amazing, very great from to work Wales, with. from the UK. We love his accent. Yeah, know. but uh, you know, but it was like the whole process was different, and so it, he, they republished it, and through their connections with uh, third. Not the coast, uh, 360, 360 yeah. Studios, uh, who, who's the Keith Barrows. yeah, with Keith Barrows of 360 Studios, who is going to produce uh, the movie, the screenplay adaption of False Awakening. They've already did the screenplay, actually. Yeah, no, I, I know, I meant like who's going to produce the screenplay adaption. Yes, yeah, yeah. they actually did complete the script, which is super yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. So, what was what do you think the big difference between the, the republishing was? Like, oh, <laughs> wow, <was> it, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was a major difference. Now, not just from the 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 internal how it was, you know, like like for example, the editor uh, that that we went with, you know, like Ian Gorman, he was amazing, way smoother, and you know, he was he was to the point like any editor should be, but he was um you know really great to work with. Uh, the first editor was very to the point, but had a few things that it was just it was very grueling she had us change a lot um 
and uh and a lot of a lot of the the process was like 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 my daddy said night like night and day however even the manuscript was so so incredibly different because at the time that i public published false awakening it was around maybe 12 or so years old and around the time or 11 11 and when i published it it was good for that age and it was good ish um and when i republished i was so elated that i got to actually change so much that i wanted to there was a scene that was like missing like i don't know where it went <laughs> there was a scene that was literally missing and so i had to re-put that in rewrite it and everything and i was able to make it more descriptive make it more awesome and now i'm super proud of this book and being able to read it and 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 sell it and everything and so it's it's way yeah yeah, yeah. Ron Munford with uh, who, Third Coast, Third Coast uh, really took took the book, yeah. and they did this in such a uh, an expeditious time frame. Yes. It was, and but it was like it was on point, yep. and within a short, uh, it was like a fraction of the time. Yeah, and yes. uh, and they just handled it like beautifully, and it yeah. was it was tears to joy kind of <laughs> yes. thing. Yes, <laughs> and I absolutely loved. Oh, I was just gonna say, I absolutely loved the the that they also even though you know they're doing the editing they also gave me a lot of room to edit myself because i really i had a lot that i wanted to change and as an editor myself and as a person who's always enjoyed editing since i was young uh i i was like I, there was so much that i wanted to change particularly and they gave me a lot of room to do that too well so it, it sounds like it's like not a totally different book but it's way different than the original it is yes but it's been awesome that she's i mean there's been so many exciting parts of it too that yes. she was able to like i mean when she first got the book in her hands and stuff like that and oh, then even word. just being able to see it um on it's on amazon for like as a kindle book you can best read best it the book and, um, and then she's even been able to do uh book signings and stuff like that at oh, yeah. barnes and noble and other places in the mall and things like that so that's been awesome so what do you think you're Besides what you've gone through, is, are there any other hurdles that you've had to overcome while writing this book? Um, there have been um, a few, um, particularly with, uh, well, one of them was with False Awakening, where, um, where it was in the beginning of the editing phase. And we pretty much had to re-outline the entire thing. And the reason being was that, well, because I was so young at the time, I didn't really understand, you need to plot the book first. <laughs> you know, you need to have the whole outline first. You know, I, I was uh, in, in the writing community, they call people plotters or pantsers. Plotters, <laughs> plotters are people who just naturally love to plot and outline every single detail first before they write everything out. Pantsers are people who write by the seat of their pants, basically. <laughs> and they just okay. love to just, I've always been a pantser myself. And so that's why I, did, I, I didn't even think about plotting it but we had to re-outline it while we were having to do the editing process. But, so that was a pretty major hurdle there, but what was great was we all worked together as a family to really, really make it rock and- <laughs> Cried together? Yes, we sure did. <laughs> no, but yeah, really, really- but that was we, on the first one. That was when yeah, no, we no. self-published. Yeah, that's when we self-published. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And so this next book that she has, which is, we're really, oh, yes. we're really gearing up I cannot up wait to that. talk about this. Yeah, that's wait. That's... So wait, are you on to the third book right now? You're yeah, talking. So yeah, just, I just, just finished. finished. Book. I can't. Well, I can't keep this, up with you. This is. Uh, let's see here. You're showing me. You can't. Uh, let's see. It's. That's... I can't flip it. Can I? No. Yeah. yeah. That's your third book. 
Oh yeah, yes, um, this is her uh, main character for her third book. We just got I love a plushie made for it. And the sword. Don't yeah, the, the sword. little sword. Little sword right here. So wait, was that the costume that you? Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we got her a full okay. costume for Christmas yeah. of uh, her main character. It's on her yeah. Instagram account. There it is. Saber I, black. I flipped it actually. Yep. Yeah. Saber black. Saber black. Okay. So tell me, how long are these books? Like, how many pages? Okay, so they, they're different uh, for for all of them because they're all very different genres. Um, so for the first one, uh, it, the Princess Chronicles probably like thirty nine pages or something less. About 20 to 30. I think it's 30, yeah. It's, it's a children's yeah. book, so, you know, yeah. it's, like, very, very small. Uh, False Awakening was actually very, uh, originally it was very um, short for its book, uh, for, for its size or its genre and age group. It was only, like, around a hundred and something pages originally we had to add stuff to it and make it like 200 or more pages okay. uh this one <laughs> saber black now i we keep talking about oh we need to condense but there's a possibility it won't be too much more condensed because i have stuff to take out and add in uh so it'll probably be around this amount right now but it's basically around 440 pages about oh 100k words which is actually pretty normal for a lot of a lot of books i've seen a lot of 100k projects um but yeah so tell yeah. me. Well, any of these, see, I'm not, I'm not in this world. So you gotta, you gotta educate me on this. So will any of these turn into like a series or is, am I picking the right words here? Yeah, no, yeah, you definitely are. So it's like, you know, will there be a sequel or yes. yeah, it? yeah. Well, uh, for all of them, the door is open. It is a very wow. high possibility. Yeah. She, we, she we, ends. I, go ahead. No, no, you go. No, go she, she ends it with, the cliffhanger and keeping it open so that it it opens sure. the door for another one. The Third Coast books and Keith Burrows and Jeff Barrows, Barrows <laughs> yeah. and, and Jeff um, want her, you know, to hurry up and jump on like number book number two for False Awakening. Yeah. So she has she has you know things okay. ready. Um, as long as that moves forward and we're just kind of waiting on what what's called the first day of production, mm. then, you know, then that changes a lot of things for us. So we're just kind of believing that to happen yeah. sooner than later. Yeah. Um, and, and as soon as that's, uh, as soon as that comes to pass here, then we can actually zoom forward in, in a way that we haven't been able to before yeah. and, and, and actually focus on part number two, just like Divergent had, you know, many different, you know, series. I mean, Twilight has 100,000. Yeah, and I'm always trying to leave it open. I do have an idea in mind for a series, perhaps like an adventure uh, genre that may be in the works maybe one day. Um, and okay. I, uh, I definitely... Uh, I'm leaving Saber Black open right now to where uh, I just finished it. And uh, definitely wh what I like to do is provide it with the cliffhanger at the end so there's a there's a chance for a pre a sequel uh but but also so it is satisfying at the end you know so it's not like oh everybody you know it's not like oh nobody nobody you know um accomplished whatever you know i i do actually leave it satisfying at the end but there is one thing that remains that will be you know <laughs> so yeah it's like the Holmes with the robert downey jr yeah. and uh um what's his and jude law jude law like on the, on the end of it it yep. says the end and, and, the then, and then sherlock holmes comes, comes in, in and puts question mark, yeah. the question yeah. mark yeah, yeah question mark like hmm. yeah. <laughs> okay all right so really for um parents listening out there that kids might 
come to their parents and say, you know what, I want to write a book. And I love how you guys said, why wait? I love that. Why wait? Yeah. So what would your advice suggestions be to them as, as two parents sitting here to an author of, uh, you know, a 13 year old, oh, wait, 13, right? 14 year old author. Um, what would you say to them? we uh we always say that it's it's really good to encourage and and push in to the level that you know that your, your child can accept but mm -hmm. uh to push them in the things that you know that they're interested in really uh just get behind them in their dream and and yeah. what they uh, are wanting to accomplish and um you know just try to figure out whatever you can do in that area to be able to support them and to also just to make sure that it's like it's actually their dream that you're having mm -hmm. them pursue mm -hmm. and not your own dreams so if yeah. it, you know, I always wanted to be an actor. So my, I want my kid to be an actor or something like that. Not right. like that, but like that it really is that you're pushing them and, and even to help encourage them when something, sometimes the work of it becomes like overwhelming. Yeah. Sometimes they may feel like giving up, but if it, if you know, that's a passion for them to, to gently keep nudging them, even if it yeah. seems hard at the time. Also, uh, it's really important to invest um, your time, your resources, and your focus uh, into your kids. A lot of times parents will just say, okay, you do whatever you do, I've got to work, I've got to make the money and I got to do this. But investing your focus and your time and your money in them, it brings ROI not just to them, but to you uh, in many different ways, not just mm -hmm. monetary, but mm -hmm. you know, ways of uh, like planting a tree. Yeah. And so investment, you know, uh, encouragement, mm. you know, be careful not to discourage. Mm. Uh, it's a it's a fine balance uh -huh. yeah. to uh, to bring uh, feedback. Like, for example, it's hard for us to give feedback to Ari as far as uh, like in the book. She she would prefer to have feedback from like an, an external source, and not because my parents are not good at editing. In fact, they're actually amazing editors. But yeah. because because it's more personal. Because, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and I and I care about them like being appro approving of the stuff mm -hmm. rather. You know, and like wow, that's great. Mm -hmm. I would change this or that. You know, but it's like, and that's a very fine balance too. I'm not a parent, so I'm not. You know, I wouldn't say, mm -hmm. but but I do believe from what my parents have taught me and from what. You know, I've, 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 you know, been, been, how I've been, you know, treated and stuff. I would absolutely say the same thing to any parents. It's like it's a very fine balance between helping them to grow in whatever skills, like if it's an artist or author. It's like hmm, I wouldn't use that word, etc. But it's also a fine balance of, you know. Like yeah, wow, that's amazing. You know, showing genuine interest yeah. because that's what that's what fueled me. I can say that when I said I wanted to be an mm -hmm. author, and they said why wait, and then I started writing. That was like the make it the the the, the point break moment mm -hmm. there. Uh, if they would have just been like, okay, that's terrible because it was yeah. terrible. Admittedly, it was terrible. <laughs> but if they would have said that, then I'll be like, but, okay. But but yeah. they they were like, wow, this is great and stuff, and they can and they continue to push me up, and that's what helped me to get to where I am now. Yeah, and, one of the things okay. I was going to say. Is that um, on, on that note is um, like she's mentioned that several times to us that, it, you know, if we hadn't been as interested in her yeah. stories and in her writing and all mm -hmm. of the things that she was doing that she wouldn't have been so encouraged to keep doing it or wouldn't Absolutely. even want to have wanted to have kept doing it. So 
so make sure that you really do show interest in whatever your kids are interested in and, and um, show them that you are like involved in what they're, what they're wanting to do and stuff yeah. like that. So that is a really important yeah. part. Yeah. And, and just in, inspire them. Uh, it's again, it's a, it's a balancing, it's sure a, is. it's a constant tweaking because you don't want them to do things that, or, you know, whether if they're writing a book or if they're doing some kind of business, yeah. you don't want them to do it in a way that's going to be self-defeating. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to encourage the wrong exactly. methods in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you don't want to be like the critical people and say, well, that's not the right way to do it. You know, you're doing it wrong or something like that. Yeah. You, you want to lovingly nudge them on how to do it. So you want to show the right way, lead by example and be and, and teach mm -hmm. like, OK, you're doing it this way. So let's see if we can do it a little bit better this way, mm -hmm. but not discourage not to do it mm -hmm. or, you know, make them feel bad that they're doing it the wrong way or something. So you always want to, you know, uh, nudge them in the right direction to be more effective and powerful and all that. Well, and you bring up a good point, because, you know, as myself, having a kid, Panor, too it kind of made me level up my skills because exactly yeah because <laughs> she looks to me okay mom well let's do this and i'm like oh gosh i gotta figure this out you know it was like, yeah yeah it was like oh my goodness okay she wants to go in this direction i know nothing about this direction guess what now i need to improve my skills i need to go find the resources i need to yeah. figure this out yeah, so yeah. it really yeah. makes us up level. So our challenge, our kids are challenging us as well. So, you know, and, and that's a really true. Like I, I was going to say real quick, um, she, in addition to all the other things that she does, she's also, she has a ambition to become a polyglot to, oh, yes. learn, uh, to learn several languages. Yeah, and so she Spanish, is self-propelling self herself Chinese, to learn Spanish, French, and Chinese. Chinese. So, so she's actually inspired me to, again, uh, to start taking up ASL again. So I've been doing ASL and she's, so we're, I'm helping her with ASL. She's helping with me with Spanish and French. And of course, <laughs> of course, her being as rock starish as she is with her writing, she inspired me to jump back on writing, yes. writing and authoring because yeah, yeah. I'm an author too. And this is what this is amazing because I gotta say for both of you guys, this is I, she is like an ASL whiz with American Sign Language. Uh, she's like mm -hmm. absolutely amazing, and I'm so so excited that I was able. That, like it just makes me so happy. I'm so inspired to like continue <laughs> with goals. Like that's, oh my god, that's amazing. And he is a writing maestro like seriously mm -hmm. i have read his stuff i literally screamed at one of them just because it was so flipping good <laughs> i mean he's an amazing writer and i like i'm I, I definitely know i got both of them are actually i'm glad yeah. i think i got some writing skills from them um See, definitely awesome. but yeah no it's you're all pushing each other. You're all pushing. Yeah, exactly. 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 We're all as a family helping each other. I think that's so important. And again, with it again proves that same point with the what, what they were saying about being a polyglot too. Because sometimes I just randomly splurt things out in another language. Like that is so common. You know, you'll just hear me like say something in Spanish. You know, whatever it is, <laughs> or try to just learn something in French. Like, oh, I'm gonna say this in French. Uh, but you know, it's it's so funny. But they they don't like say you know, hey, only English in the house. They're like. Oh, Okay, they'll, they'll mess with me about some stuff. Yeah, they'll mess with me, sure, but you know, we all we all mess with each other. But like seriously, like they 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 help 
they yeah. help me and they they encourage that you know that it's yeah. it's cool you know and I, I always teach them too so you foster <laughs> an entrepreneurial environment yes yeah exactly in, in whatever you do whether exactly. it be at the kitchen table or at walmart yep. or in your office or to, or at the gym working out you always it you always foster that yeah. entrepreneurial spirit to succeed and to work hard and that's one thing that she has that a lot of people really appreciate is the mentality that is not an entitlement mentality mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. the world owes me yeah. but yeah, yeah. you work hard you know yeah. kind yeah. of yeah you work hard yeah. yeah and that's all i've always instilled that in in my kids i say you work hard you work yeah. we come from a working hard family um yeah. you know and and if you don't see what's out there that you like create it Make yes it <laughs> we, we uh it's funny because we we obviously right. we uh push her and encourage her like you know towards learning but she is like so self-motivated as well like even with the the language thing she took that on herself and just started wanting to learn spanish and she just yeah. started learning spanish and spanish and then and then she started wanting to learn french, french. and so she yeah. but she like she would do that herself and now like many times most of the time she would rather choose to keep doing more learning spanish or learning french mm -hmm. than she would yeah. play a game on the computer or uh, we have like to that. tell her Look, look, you gotta have <laughs> go online to Pirate 101 or, or Pirates of the Caribbean online because we love pirates and steampunk yes. and dystopian oh, stuff, and we're cosplayers as oh, well. Yeah. well. Uh, so yeah, they sometimes they have to tell me, like, go on and have fun, and I'm like, but but it learning language is, like, learning is my fun. fun. I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm not gonna discourage you, but so you, bring, no. you bring up a good point. I was gonna ask you about balance. Mm. Yes, we 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 do a ton of other stuff oh, besides yeah. like you know just put the nose to the grind yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, we're like I said, we're cosplayers. Yep. Uh, we do the Matrix. I'm Neo. That's Trinity. She's a perfect Trinity. Yes. And then she's a uh, an original character. Yep. Uh, which Zaya. Zaya. The, the daughter of Neo and Trinity. And then we do cosplay for Star Wars. Steam you know, Steam, and then we do steampunk cosplay. We have our own original characters on that one too. Yep, the whole oh. thing. We got the whole nine yards. The we and then of course she, we just got her full cosplay outfit for Saber, uh, Saber Black. Black. Right. Um, and so we do that. We uh, she music. does freestyle dancing. So she's an electro swing dancer. <laughs> yes. So, so Ari, like, what does your daily what does your daily routine look like since i mean you're you're young it is very well, plus, plus she's a professional voiceover yes so and then she does acting she's an actress yep. so the voiceover she does a, a number of voiceovers so that kind of is in between in different parts of the day and yeah so, yeah so it's very flexible but usual routine kind of goes like this you know i wake up uh you know i that's I, a good start that's a good start yeah, yeah, is waking yeah. up yeah um wake up check emails check anything i need to do uh a lot of times do voiceovers uh we have lunch and when after lunch is a lot a big time where i do a lot of voiceovers so if there's anything that i need to do or any auditions on like a voice123.com or any of those voiceover things then i do those and then uh, also it depends on the day it really does because after that it can go so many different ways like work on my i can work for around an hour on my book saber black for a while you had been working on an hour writing it now it's working for an hour editing it which is super cool mm -hmm. um but the it can go from that That's it can cool. be doing it can be doing an audition for acting it can be doing uh homeschool, homeschool stuff yeah. like like yeah. you know regular schoolwork you know right. uh I just yeah, yeah, yeah. doing history and science and asl and, learning with mommy and all that kind of stuff yeah um, at, at, when, at six and a half years old oh, okay. at six and a half she she could spell anti-disassociation 
anti-establishmentarianism. Yes. So we're like, Oh, that's the other we, thing. Yeah, we have to step up our game. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and one of the things that she does like every day, pretty much every day too, oh, is yeah. that uh, yeah. that we uh, actually Mike had the idea a long time ago is that um, because uh, <laughs> since she since she is such an active person, oh, he's yeah. like she's not going to do well if she just has to sit like all day and learn right. all day or whatever. So yeah. so she has an hour every day of what we call extreme, and basically it's like basically like PE or something like that, where she can listen to music, she can run around do whatever just be active crazy she makes up stories during those times and acts them out and does all kinds of stuff so she just goes basically like crazy active for like an hour every day just to get that energy out energy yeah yeah come back and concentrate again afterwards exactly and i think that's so important for a lot of people if they have hyper Mm -hmm. kids just like like ah it's hyper 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 and during school they're all just going all over the place and causing trouble and stuff it's like really they just need to get that energy out Mm -hmm. and so it's like but but it's but it's not it's not good for them to be getting that energy out in the classroom or in wherever they are and so in a negative way exactly and so yeah yeah, that that is something that really helps me especially so then you know then after that i'm like okay and then i just come and sit down and i'm just like i am ready to learn you know but right. yeah no absolutely um also that's another thing that uh my <laughs> that my daddy brought up that i actually really wanted to uh, explain that i love too um he mentioned how i love to how i can spell anti-disestablishmentarianism well i can i love english like i love languages all kinds of foreign languages but i do love english and like english as a as a language and as the grammar and the the internal workings and linguistics like Mm -hmm. origins of languages i told my parents just a few weeks ago i tried like doing i tried looking up so many words that i already knew and making a guess about where they come from and like nine nine times out of ten i was actually correct um i love like linguistics and stuff and and so all that stuff is always fascinating. And she, she's funny because um, like even from when she was young, one of her favorite things to do like in uh, actually in school is uh, oh, yes. that she loved to do like the little corrections. Like proofreading. When they give proofreading. Yeah, when you mm. um, yeah. proofread yeah. things. That was my like favorite that. thing in school. But, but she, her spelling, she's like amazing <laughs> at spelling. And even from when she was young, it was funny because I would get like spelling lists for her and I start going up the next grade level, the next grade level. And she just kept like, she spelled Moving them like, like nothing or whatever. So I was actually going up to spelling bee words because she was like just kept going up like level, level <laughs> spelling and she's a, a keynote speaker as well so yeah yeah, yeah. she just she just uh, did a speaking event online virtual speaking yeah, event. yeah. nice awesome. so where you know look at you're 14 i mean and look at everything you've accomplished already so if you can kind of zoom out and say and look at your life, say you're 50, or no, 50 years from now, 50 years from now. So you'll be 74, okay, you'll be 74. Like, what do you wanna be known for? I would want to be known for a lot of things. <laughs> as, as 74, I think I would be known for a lot of things. Um, probably known for writing tons of books, um, mm-hmm. definitely tons of books, for speaking to people, uh, big, huge masses of people. Like, I am open totally for like all speaking events to. I've already spoken to hundreds, but you know, to thousands, uh, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, even. I would love that. And I think by 74, I would definitely have accomplished that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, probably in, and probably in different languages. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> she be her own interpreter. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. And she has like absolutely no stage fright or anything and being in front of an audience or anything like that. She uh she was able to do a, a speaking event for a high school that was like six in front of yeah. six hundred high school students. Yeah, definitely learning languages. That's a Vive to swing you live your dream. You know, that kind of thing. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. No, I would absolutely no, I, I that's the other thing I was gonna mention yes. is to learn tons of languages by then uh, definitely be fluent in spanish and french and that's what i'm hoping and then anything else i i'm i'm interested in or would like to learn i would definitely have learned it by 74. also voiceover work um uh definitely actually yes i, I yeah i think it was she's like, been doing um, i definitely and hopefully you know um yeah, i would be i would be i was gonna mention that but yeah i mean i would be a bit um disadvantage if i were 74 years old because i would have an old sounding voice but <laughs> but uh, maybe around you know but by then i would have accomplished a lot of voiceover stuff like he said for hopefully for dreamworks or disney or both or mm, anything else. okay okay <laughs> yeah so now did i see a date of august so does the book come out in august or what happens in august why did i see august 29th for a date Oh, that was. Um, I believe that was the day that uh, that false that was that False Awakening was republished. Oh, so August twenty ninth of twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Because okay. I was like, you know, as I was watching the trailer on your IG account, I was just like, oh, maybe the book's coming out August twenty ninth, and then okay, so the book republished August twenty ninth. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. So. Yeah. I don't know when Sabre Black is coming out. We're trying yeah, to hope it, hopefully soon. You know, I finished and I'm hmm. making rapid progress on the editing. I'm already on chapter 12 with with the out of 50 something. Uh, but <laughs> they're, they're they're short chapters. But um, so but anyway, yeah. So I'm. So tell me, in in 2021, we're just starting 2021. So you have your third book, and then, so what about the movie production? Like, how long does that take? Or know? false awakening. Yeah. False awakening. I guess what oh. what we've been explained for for the false awakening is that movie production itself, once it begins, it can take a year or so ish. It depends on the studio. Okay. What what kind of uh, us you know what kind of effects what kind of budget? Yeah. You know if it's gonna be medium budget, low budget. Yeah. I mean okay. you know that'd be wonderful if George Lucas or Steven Spielberg <laughs> said, "Hey, I like right, what's going right. on over there." I'm gonna pick this up, buy it out, and make this into a you know, you know, uh, yeah. you know, a full-fledged blockbuster, which would be awesome. Right. Um, so it can take it can take a while, but okay. we're figuring it's gonna take you know some months to maybe a year plus to actually produce once uh, once it gets started. Yeah. For us, that's our biggest thing that we're uh, we're we're hoping and thinking, praying mm -hmm. for is just that first day of production yeah. okay. to start. Like, they, okay. said for, they said that the latest would be sometime like uh, March of 2022. So, no, so by, sometime by then, sometime or, by then. Or, or earlier, it would be the first day yeah. that they would actually start the production. One cool thing okay. though that uh, that that has already been done is like we mentioned before. Uh, the the screenplay has already been written. The, mm -hmm. That's the script that is going to be generally. It's the rough draft of the script script mm -hmm. of the movie. Um, and I actually read through a lot of it, and I was just so amazed. The uh, I gotta really give credit to the awesome scriptwriter um, Jeff. Jeff Gress. Yeah. He 
when he and I have exactly. gone back and forth so much with just pinging ideas off of each other, and it was amazing how receptive he was to my ideas and how much he loved my book in yeah. general and loved oh, to love totally me. Yeah, about it. yeah, we can't we're both, wait for this to get started. Yeah, and he had some amazing ideas that even I wouldn't have thought of, and I was like, oh, that's a great idea. And so with all three of us and him, it was just really like a, a great back and yeah. Go ahead. Also, uh, he was able to creatively, I mean, really worked it in smoothly. It was awesome to work it in so that she became a character yes. in her own movie. Yep. And actually it's kind of interesting, <clears throat> but she gets to kind of help save the life in essence of her main character. So she gets to talk to her main <laughs> character yeah. in the movie. Yeah. In the movie. You know, oh, it's kind of like surreal. Like yeah. that's a false yeah. making. You know? yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so that's gonna be awesome. So and then but I I was we were told uh recently that uh the talks have stepped up. So we're yes. very excited. We're very, you know, antsy, okay. you know, hoping that things are actually moving. That and, and we've t I've talked to a lot of people in, in a lot of production, you know, uh, areas that people actually in the in the entertainment and the production world are like, let's get moving on yes. A B C D E F G and like, let's people are like people are like moving like quickly on stuff. Yeah, everybody's right. all like, oh, well, COVID nineteen is stopping it, but actually, COVID nineteen did really. stop it for a moment, and then they're going right back to it. And, yeah. they're, and they're doing it in different ways yeah. to make it so, so it's yep. it's working Some in parallel. Virtual, you know, yeah. So like, so I'm excited. And I'm really you know from the feel that we got from uh, our conversation it's possible that it may happen like you know be may begin pretty pretty soon which will be fantastic yes. that'll be that'll be a dream come true you know not just financially or something like that but but yeah you know a dream come true for for ari you know and of course as the parents to see her book come to life you know it's like yes. wow that's, yeah, yeah, we were all talking about that about how it'd be so cool. Like, you know, we're like, what do you want to watch tonight? What about False Awakening? Just watch False Awakening. <laughs> hey, you never know. Yeah. False Awakening. Right? It could turn into a series, a, a TV series. That's what they're yes. wanting it to. Yeah, that's yeah, what they're yeah, wanting it to yeah. do. So yes, we're just like, come on. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, man. So, oh my gosh, we could go on and on and on. So, what? Um, so for 2021, you have your other book coming out, right? We don't, do you have a time frame in that? Not yet, but Not we yet. are, we're, okay. like I said, we're making rapid progress with the editing and okay. hoping to. We're trying to, trying to find uh, yeah. the best route, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. whether it be our current route or if a traditional, you know, publisher mm -hmm. wants to pick it up and make yeah. it a huge, huge deal. Uh, you know, we're just trying to figure out the best route for that yeah. um, because we, we're, we're looking for a false awakening to happen, yeah. uh, you know, before, you know, before moving uh, on on Saber Black in the same, you know, the same, uh, the same path here. Okay. Um, so we're just trying to see what's going to be the yeah. best method to make it as successful as possible. And we got a plushie, you know, so yeah, we're, we're, you know, yeah. we're. Yeah. Saber plushie. Yeah. Oh, your doctor sword. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right foot. This Thank is, goodness it wasn't a real sword. This is actually so cool because when we when we first uh, got this, um, we, we didn't even realize that it had come with the sword, but then we found the sword afterwards. It, it was like the in package. the sink. Yeah. And we're like, oh, it came with a sword? That's awesome. Oh, yeah, this that's is great. Little, like the blue yeah. hilted yeah. sword that and then, she uses. I love it. Yeah, and then we actually, we had got, we got her a real sword that is like yes. her, uh, um, her, 
her character sword, and then we also just got her a foam sword, a foam cosplay sword. Yeah, wow. You're really into character, right? What's that? I said, you're really into character. Oh, yes. I feel like Saber Black personally may have some of my most marketable characters yet, uh, and some of the most relatable ones, too, really. I think uh, I think a lot of people can relate to Saber. I, I I personally do, even though even though technically our personalities are, like, not even close to the same, you know, I'm... Tell but, her Saber Black doesn't know. No, I don't believe I did. Nice. So, Saber Black as a book uh, is, um, which is it's the name of the main character and the, the, the book, uh, but it's uh, a young adult fantasy, uh, some may consider it a sci-fi, but young adult fantasy about uh, the these, this race of people called Andorians who have wings. Mm. And the main, uh, yeah, I know, I love wings. Um, and, the, <laughs> and the good guys are called Sarahs, and the bad guys are called Sendars. Now, the main character, Saber Black, the plushie here, uh, she is born a Sendar, but fights for the Sarahs. So is she good? Is she bad? Is she both? That's, you know, so, like, yeah, like, like a lot of identity issues of like, who am I? Am I doing the right thing? Yeah. What's the motive? What's my motives? You okay. know? Yeah, internal struggles, external struggles, struggles. and then trying to find think. Okay, should I should I I fight for tradition and what I've always known, or should I fight for what I know? My heart is right. You know those kind of things. A lot of teenagers these days are really going through, and I have seen this you know firsthand with so many teenagers. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I really really want to address this. And plus, I love wings. And (laughs) and that's what I was going to ask you about. You know, what, what do you find is, as you being a, um, an influencer, a teen influencer, like what, what do you find the most prevalent issues with teens these days? Yeah. A lot of things. There are a lot of things. There are a lot of things, um, that teens are dealing with that, that they, they, they stem from all kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the biggest is, um, it's, it's actually one of the most overlooked, but it's negativity. And I have seen this in so many lives, people, teens, what kind of music do they listen to? They listen to dark and depressing music. That's when they're, I mean, okay, not all of them, but like a lot of them I have seen. And a lot of them, they, they like, like a lot of the most popular, uh, artists right now, you know, are dark and depressing and, it, it makes sense because a lot of teens are going through some stuff, going yeah. through some life yeah. stuff. Life is hitting them in the face and they're not liking it. And so they're resorting to, you know, the, all the things that just, they, they think that it relates to them because it's dark and it's sad, but really it's weighing them down even more. And so what I'm trying to do a lot is as a teen influencer, what I'm trying to do is understand, hey, I totally get you life is life is 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 tough but it's it doesn't a lot of people you know they think oh life sucks life is bad what i try to do is say hey let's turn life sucks into life rocks and so let's yeah. let's try to explain what okay why do i not like this you know oh like life ugh. why why well because of this and because of that okay so there are certain little things that have happened certain events and certain things in the household or certain things or friends or things like that. And let's, let's try to move on to the more positive stuff. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to explain as a teen myself, Hey, I, I've been through some of this stuff. I've been through, you know, friends who I thought were friends, but really weren't friends. And they were actually disastrous. I've been through that stuff and still 
think life is awesome and I've still gone on through that and I want you to as well you know so that kind yeah. of stuff but there's so many so many things really that's also, one of, one of the <laughs> one of the things that she yeah. helps like a lot of young people to understand is uh kind of like what we, we were mentioning earlier about how you're never too young to yes. start your dream and um even if whatever your dream is you can you can start doing things even if you can't become what you are right now like you can't become an NBA yeah. basketball player when you're you know, you can do all of the things that are preparing and starting to get to yes. go where you're wanting to go. And so um, basically that's uh, uh, even sometimes with her, people would be like, oh, you're so young or something like that. But that doesn't have to be the obstacle doesn't have to be something that stops you from doing it. It's just something right. it may be something that you have to overcome, but it doesn't have to be something that stops exactly. you from doing it. So how can you work around those obstacles and how can you get on the path going to the place that you want? Uh, to also, to? also relationships play a huge, oh, huge yes. behind the scenes role, whether yeah, you're, whether your teen is successful or not. Yeah. And also whether they live in darkness or light, Yep. you know, 100%. so like the, the relationship, you know, be, having mm -hmm. an entrepreneur focus here, the relationship outside of the, the business end of things yes. yeah. can make or break, uh, everything. Yes. So right. it's, you know, we right. have to emphasize the, the need for the parents yeah. to make sure that their relationship with their children mm -hmm. is primary, is mm -hmm. first and mm -hmm. foremost. Then they can teach and then they can help build and structure the yeah. success. Because yeah. yeah. if it's just success yeah. before the relationship, yep. then, yeah. uh, then it's just a matter of time before like, they're like, adios, I got what I want, you know, and they're mm -hmm. out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's important, you know. It's, it's about building that foundation and building upon that foundation of, yeah. Yeah. And even yeah. making sure that their their relationships with friends and are healthy yeah. influences yeah. and healthy relationships and yeah. not, oh, yeah. not <laughs> them down the wrong path. <laughs> oh, I think we've all been there with Pat. With, as oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe you want to just go over this way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at this. Yes. <laughs> oh, I've been there myself as parents. We kind of steer them over here. Yeah. So, I was just going to say that kind of leads into something that is probably for a whole nother show. And that's like, like the influence the online yes. aspect oh, and yes. safety for your children Absolutely. for teens they so, oh yeah <laughs> so so like you know she she has her own account she has her own phone mm -hmm. we we all mm -hmm. monitor it and do it together but we give her a certain amount of of liberty and freedom as a 14 year old as a as an 80 year old in a 14 year old <laughs> body you know yeah but but she but she's she's proven over and over again, like her maturity level and understanding mm -hmm. on certain things mm -hmm. and, and, and learn how to deal with certain things that we don't have to uh, micromanage mm -hmm. every single thing yes. here, just yeah. on the bigger issues. And then of course, you know, certain safety aspects. Mm -hmm. yeah, but I, so there, there needs to be a little leeway, Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. not like you're on your own, Bye. You know, right. but right. at the same time, not like put your hand here and put your hand here. There has to be a balance yeah. according to their 
their understanding and their maturity level. And it's great too because you know so many so many parents they think that their teens are just wanting independence and they just want to be away and they just don't want to be with their parents anymore. And the truth is, at least you know, as a teen myself and from the eyes of the, the brain of one of those adolescent people, <laughs> that like okay. You know, actually, what I really want is is the is the trust. And what I love is that my parents have have shown me and have slowly let me off the leash a little with certain <laughs> things that show they don't just that doesn't just show, oh, I'm more independent. It shows that they trust me. And that is something that is extremely yeah, important to me. Deal. And it's extremely important yeah. to a lot of teens. And and their parents might, they might not think about think of it. It's like, oh, they just want independence. No, they want trust a lot of times. Right. And so right. I think that yeah. I think that, that that's one of the biggest things too, and I'm so grateful for that. But absolutely, one of the, that's one of the biggest. Well, things and as well. and I have to and, commend you two for doing okay, that because it's, you know, when my daughter started, she was mm, 12, 13. and you know, mm -hmm. it was me who was did the Facebook account and me communicating yeah. with people, but they, you know, because and me, it was my phone number out there, not hers. But then there yeah. com comes a certain point where it's like, okay, you're old enough. Let's switch yeah. over the phone. Right. You start dealing and you start talking to right. your customers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's really First. your business. It's not mine. Yes. It's your business. It's just like riding, so, you know, a bike. I mean, even though we yeah. haven't got to that. Well, I, I, I want a bike so I can <laughs> learn how to do it. We haven't even had time to, to yes. do that, but it's the same principle. Right. You know, you, you, you start by holding, making sure they don't fall and then they yep. learn. And then there's a time where you're like, okay, I'm I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere, but but still, you know, you've yeah. got a balance on your own. Yeah, that's then, that's normal. And then know? when you're, you know, when you've gotten it, then you can just free ride. I mean, I've seen mm -hmm. our neighbors out out there. They like they're doing wheelies and stuff. I mean, that's that's yeah. the that's the equivalent <laughs> of doing an epic job in the business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. exactly. or even yeah. like a, she's skating because that's how yeah. I've been with skating. Oh, yeah, you're she, right. Yeah. She, yeah. she hasn't yeah. learned how to do the to bike. bike we just haven't had one. But like uh, inline skating, but she though. does skating and she, swimming and same thing. But she she would fall down all the time when she first learned how to skate. Like it, it was everyone, really, but it was really like, funny actually because because um my um. So yeah, when I was first learning how to skate, it was kind of near the time where my mommy, she injured her knee. And so it, so it was like after that she had kind of recovered. And so she was, but she was trying to avoid people that fell on, <laughs> fell on the a skating rink, you know, because you know, little children that didn't know how to skate and they, they would always fall and yeah. stuff. And so she's trying to avoid people. Well, it's so funny cause she, for, there was a there was a long time where I didn't know how to skate very well either. And she was trying to avoid me like the play, like, <laughs> but no, it was so great though. Because, you know, yeah, yeah, holding my parents' hand and then going along the walls. Oh. And then when I realized that I didn't need the walls anymore and that I was just going, then I was just holding my parents' yeah. hand and then slowly let go. And then slowly, that was on roller and then skating. one day, poof. poof. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. But, it's no, like that, that was on business. roller skating. And now I do inline skating, which is even oh. more difficult, but it's one of my favorite things to do ever. So it's, it's really just all about, you know, about yep. that, that slow Process. transition Process. into... Yeah into you know uh, adulthood and into maturity you know well wow, we have to crawl before we can run right <laughs> yes so, yeah, absolutely oh my gosh well we could go on and on all day with you guys but i want to be respectful of your time so how can people follow you on social media what about your accounts tell us how they can you know keep track of you learn when your books are out tell us how they can find you Definitely. So uh, I am on all social media platforms. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at 
A Fox author. That's A F O X A U T H O R. And also on LinkedIn and YouTube as Ariana Fox. That's A R I A N N A F O X to it. And um, also, you can, uh, for any booking or speaking inquiries, you can email me, which is all monitored by all three of us, but A Fox at arianafox.com. A fox at arianafox.com and also uh also for any uh, uh to find my books you can find them on amazon and barnesandnoble.com and you can also find them for personalized signed version uh, on my website arianafox.com and i will certainly put all this in the show notes so everybody can find this and go check you out so thank you so much for coming on thank, oh, thank you, you for having you. us yeah, yeah. thank you I told you Ariana was a ball of fire. So much energy that girl has and talent. I can't wait to watch her journey unfold. Now let me know what your biggest takeaway was and don't forget to share with an aspiring author or somebody that popped up into your head that you know, you're thinking of during the episode. Go ahead and share it with them and hopefully they can take something away from it as well. Okay. Next week, you are going to want to for sure come back. I'm so excited for next week's episode. I have the queen of e-commerce, Allison J. Prince in the house. She has built four multi-million dollar businesses in the last 10 years. What an incredible journey she's been on with her husband, Jared, and their four crazy kids and their new puppy, Goose. So cute. Um, you're going to want to tune into this week, our next week's episode and hear her journey, her story. It is an incredible one. So thanks for listening this week to the Lemonade to Laptops podcast.